Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Adaptabar is changing the way law students prepare for the bar exam with licensed MBE questions from the NCBE and patented adaptive technology that adjusts to each individual user's study needs. Adaptabar's algorithm quickly learns your strengths and weaknesses to present questions accordingly, and performance tracking allows you to view your progress over time in every subject and subtopic. Every question comes with a detailed explanation, and all questions are maintained to accommodate changes in the law as well as the style of present-day bar exam questions. When we studied for the bar exam in July, we used Adaptabar. And honestly, we can say, John Grossman, we stan him. So for a limited time only, Ladies Who Law School listeners can save $30 on their MBE prep program by using the code LWLS on adaptabar.com at checkout. Let's be real. The road to law school is a tough one, and it gets even tougher once you start. So if you find yourself thinking, I feel like I'm going through this whole law school thing alone. I don't have any lawyers in my family, and I feel like there's just so much I don't know. Or it would be great to be around other people who are also figuring this out then we have the thing just for you. Longtime friend of the podcast and lawyer turned law school coach, Angela Vorpal has created a free Facebook group exclusively for law students and pre-law students looking for clarity and support in their law school journey. This group is perfect for you if you're looking to know what law school is really like from people going through it right now in real time, or you'd like to get a sanity check and a daily dose of good vibes as you're studying for the LSAT. Or maybe you're just a cool, nice human who wants to build strong community around you as you grow in your law school experience. If you thought hell yes to any of these above, then the Law School Network Facebook group is just for you. The link to join the free Facebook group is in the show notes, or you can search Facebook for Law School Network and it will pop right up. Law school is a tough road, you guys. And the more support that you have, the better. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And today we have an awaited episode. We asked you guys for questions basically on anything and everything from our personal lives to law school to lawyer life and associate life and all the stuff in between that. So I am going to have the honor of asking these questions and then Haley will give us 
a little answer and then I'll follow up kind of interview style. Yes. I'm excited to do this little ask us anything questionnaire type thing. I'm excited to see what you guys want to know. So let's do it. All right. So um, I know people just took the MPRE like Mm. a week or two ago. So maybe this is a little late, but people will be taking it soon again. Yeah. So what would you say are your top MPRE tips? Oh my goodness. So this is kind of an ironic question, I feel like, because just the other day I was thinking like, oh my gosh, what was that legal professions rule that we learned about in MPRE? Uh, I think ultimately my biggest tip is memorization. I know that that is probably not the most fond of answer by some people out there, but I think uh, going through the rules and really nailing those down however you learn best and uh, in, in working on memorizing them. There will be some stuff that just comes easier and some stuff that you struggle with, but just realize that and keep pushing through. What about you? Okay. I would say that my top MPRE tip <clears throat> would be to follow a plan, like a Barbary plan or a Kaplan. Yeah. Like there's free ones, like follow Themis. that. Themis. There's a bunch of options. And I would say take as many practice tests as you can in like the two weeks that you have to study for it. Like you don't have to like go hard in the paint. It's not like studying for the bar exam. No. The MPRE is nothing like the bar exam. So take a lot of practice questions and you'll be fine. But it is a good test run, I would say, especially if you're trying out different, you know, uh, companies. Yes. Like how they present the material for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Someone asked, are you retaking in February? Yes, we are. Both of us. I'm laughing because I'm crying at the same time. No. um, Yeah. We just recently started studying this week and uh, we are taking it in February. We started really early because we are working. We are law gals working our hineys off at work. So uh, we needed some extra time because we're not going to be able to study eight hours a day. That's just not feasible, not until, you know, January or February. So we uh, need this extra time to just kind of break it up. But, yes, we are taking the bar again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Haley answered it. We're taking it again. We're going to pass it again. Well, again, because, like, we passed it in some states, you know. So, like, we're going to pass it again, but just for – our respective states. <laughs> this time we're going to blow it out of the water and we're going to be able to yeah. go to Alaska if we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Never. But Honestly, uh, we should yeah. just do it to spite the NCBE. Just like try to get barred yeah, in Alaska. No, and everywhere. I want, I want like the highest square I can get. Let's just get barred everywhere. And then we'll have a national ladies who law firm. <laughs> Literally in every state. You heard yeah. it here first, guys. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to be part of that, like DM us. We'll like talk about it. Okay. Next question. What are some things I should prepare for before I start 1L? Oh, now we're going back. Okay, before I start 1L, what would I do to prepare? There's so much. (laughs) I feel like if it were me now, I would go on Spotify and I would search Supreme Court Podcasts. I recently saw one uh, 
five, five and four. That's apparently a very good one. I haven't listened to it, but heard great things about it. Other podcasts that just talk about, and you can listen to oral arguments. And the reason I say that is because when I first came to law school, I had no idea what the law was. Guys, I said negligence wrong to my mom on the first call when I called like after orientation and she was like, oh my God, rip. You know, she she was scared for me, but I think that that just shows how novice I was about the law. So I would highly recommend for you to get some kind of understanding of the law, whether it be, you know, criminal, you know, and more than just what we see on TV or what you can read in books but just listening to it, immersing yourself in arguments, because hearing lawyers talk is a game changer. What about you? I agree. I would also start shopping for some professional wear. Oh, good one. Yeah. Just because um, it takes time to sometimes find like a suit or something that like fits good. Like there's all kinds of cuts and, you know, like different brands run sizes differently. So I would suggest going ahead of time and going and trying some stuff on at the mall or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. I know I struggled to find that like two days before orientation. Yeah, because you will need a suit usually, even if it's just one suit, you're not going to be wearing a suit every day. It's not like me now, which a lot of lawyers don't even wear suits every day. So don't think that, but hashtag me. <laughs> You have to develop and grow your wardrobe as a professional lawyer. So remember that. This is one of your first things. It doesn't have to be the most expensive suit. Just make and sure it, it looks, looks good, good on you, you feel like good on your body it. type. Yeah. Yeah. And comfortable. Totally. And like you're yeah. not – it's not too tight in places. Like you know that it fits you – like you want to be comfortable in a suit because they can be quite stuffy, I feel like. What do you say about shoes? I would say go with a comfortable shoe because you're going to be yeah. walking around, especially for like the first time you're wearing a suit. I remember it was like for orientation or for like going to court for the first time with my class, like yeah. stuff like that. And you're walking around, I would say a comfortable shoe that in like a neutral. So it can kind mm-hmm. of go with multiple stuff if you want to switch it up, you know? Yeah. Also, I would say like, I guess since we're going to talk about this, there's a uh, Calvin Klein set that you can get that's like a skirt suit that we both have. And I you can also get the pants. So that could be like a two-in-one. Yes, snaps right yeah. on. It's a great option. It has comes in extended sizes, comes in tiny sizes, petite sizes, all the things that us gals need. Yes, and we can link it below. For sure, for sure. Ooh, all right. We turned that so, one over on them, didn't we? <laughs> I know. Like, whoa. Okay, call us fashionistas. I don't know. Okay. Um, what do you do to help boost your confidence when you're feeling low, especially Ugh. before finals? Especially all the time. No, I'm just kidding. But guys, I'm just going to be so real about this. Confidence as a baby lawyer, as a law student, as an attorney in general is hard to find. I don't think that you get confidence from being a lawyer. Just recently, someone told me, think about all the things that you don't question, like how much your dog loves you or how much your partner loves you or that so-and-so is going to be there for you. Think about how long it took you to get there. And 
when you look back on who we were three years ago, who, who you are going to be starting in, in, I don't know what year this person is. Right. But you just see so many times where you get knocked on your ass. And I think that to get that confidence back, I have to really look to other things than the law. And then with that comes confidence that I think bleeds into my work and feeling confident about my work. Finals are just hard in general. Law school finals are horrifying. So just, you know, I think sometimes it's maybe not your confidence that you're missing, but it's the nerves. It's the anxiety to take this test. And with that comes imposter syndrome. And so you really have to combat that by doing things for yourself that you really enjoy, even when it feels like you have no time to do that. And that is coming from someone who is in that situation right now, experiencing it and has learned the hard way. So that's my tip. Um, I would also say before finals, like I know you're probably studying your little booty off, but do take time to, you know, if you have a friend group, like hang out with them for an hour or something like while you're studying, you know, and like talk to them. And like when, when you know that other people are just as nervous as you and freaking out, like the camaraderie can be nice. Um, and can, and it can help the nerves a little bit. I know like whenever we were nervous, we would talk to each other and that would definitely help, you know. Calm things down. So it makes you feel not alone. But I think what you're saying too goes to the fact of looking outside of law. Like even even if they are your law school friends or whatever, it's but it's outside of the work that we do every Mm -hmm. day. Like a human connection to make you feel alive, to energize you and recharge your battery. Because I feel like that's really what you need before finals that we never give ourselves. So. Good one. Yeah. All right. Um, any advice for someone who hasn't decided on a practice area yet as a 2L? Oh my gosh. Don't even worry about it. Is that, was that, what do you think? About Literally, that? that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, do not worry about it now. Try a little bit of everything. Like, yeah. even if you don't think you like criminal, like, go sit in a criminal trial or like go, you know, shadow somebody, you know, try everything mm-hmm. out. And then you'll find maybe something that sparks your interest or you may not. You may graduate and still not know what you want to do. And that's fine. Like you have plenty of time. Totally agree. Also, suggestion, go listen to some of our interviews with different types of lawyers because that's how I found found out about employment law and fell in love with it. It wasn't from school. And then I sought more opportunities at school to do that. So whether it be listening to the podcast or checking out the different classes that are offered at your school and saying like, Oh, you know, uh, family alternative dispute resolution. That sounds kind of cool. That I've always thought about maybe, you know, just take the chance on yourself and, and push yourself to do these things while you're in law school as a two well. And, and like, and like somebody said, taste test different things, shadow people, go do different things that you can. Um, it does take a little more work when you don't know because you really do need to put yourself out there so that you don't get five years out of law school and be like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Now I'm stuck. So not that you're ever stuck, but I just think that that's the mentality. I totally agree. All right. Next one. How did you recover from failing the bar? (laughs) recover still recovering yeah I, I was about to say I think we're still recovering I don't think you ever recover from it like fully it's truly yeah. traumatic like even when we pass like 
I think the so, can, when little twins will always live with us, like yeah. the trauma that we experience. Yeah. yeah, genuinely. No, for sure. And I think it's been a long journey. I mean, we found out in September, it's almost end of November, and I haven't really started to feel okay about it until very recently. I don't know if I would have felt okay about it if I wouldn't have been at my job really pushing myself to give myself uh, a feeling that I, I, I am supposed to be an attorney. And I think that that's why I've been more and more okay with it. Right. Everyone grieves and goes through things in their own way. And I've just found that that's the way I've been able to push through, but I still get very scared and I still have those creeping in thoughts of like, Oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do it this time? Am I going to so on and so forth? I don't even want to say it cause I don't even want to put it out there, but you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, one more thing I recently heard about manifesting, right. And me and you talked so much about manifesting this summer and I worked really hard and we all kind of sat there and did it right together. But I always wonder why didn't it work for me? You know, why didn't it work? But then I heard someone say a part of manifesting is acting and being the person that you're manifesting. And I can honestly tell you guys right here, right now that I was scared shitless. I was shaking in my boots. I wasn't acting like the attorney that I know I am now. And I think that everything happens for a reason, but after working, after seeing myself, after doing some work, I've been solidified in knowing that I can do this. This is okay. Like we're going to be okay. This doesn't define me and it doesn't define that I am or am not supposed to be an attorney. And I think that that's probably the biggest recovering thing, you know, thing that we're recovering from is that question that looms in the back of our mind. I totally agree. And I think also being like open about it and sharing the experience with like half of the bar takers because, you know, all results are out now. Um, And it was a rough cycle, like genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. So we are all with you guys. If you are also in the same boat, Um, we have a Facebook group for retakers. If you want to join, we'll have the link in the description or the show notes. Sorry. Also too, I want to say for the person asking this, I mean, they're probably younger. And even if they're not, someone listening is going to be younger and be like, what if that's me? What if I fail the bar? Guess what? You're going to be just fine. I think that that is something you can see from us and learn from us is that you're going to be okay. And that this doesn't define you and you can still have a job and you can still work and be a JD grad and benefit from that. So, you know, don't let the fear learn from our mistakes. Again, don't let the fear of this test cripple you from really chasing your true potential. I totally agree. And one of the um, other questions we have that kind of goes with the fear part that I think we can just answer now is what's the hardest part of the bar? And I don't necessarily think like the material itself is like, once you know it, it's not hard. It's, I think there's like a mental, like if you're scared of this test, like we were like, your confidence is not high. Like you're not going to perform because you're going to second guess yourself. You're going to like, you know, like you won't be able to reach back in your head and like remember those little nuggets that you need. Um, Cause there's so like, adrenaline and fear like blocking it. Yeah. Like it's totally a test of mental stamina. Yeah. I That's totally the hardest agree. part of the bar. I mean, you've learned this stuff before you've taken these classes. 
you know, as we, we learn it again this time, I just keep thinking to myself like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not, like you said, it's not about the material. It's about the moment sitting there. Oh my God. It's a 12 hour test y'all. Like it's a, it's mentally taxing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but sitting in that room with so many people and they're like, it's like a rat race to open up your test and just start typing like a maniac. It's just, it just makes you feel some type of way. And like people like freaking out and leaving, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like all of the external and maybe that's another thing we have to work on for the next round is like Mm -hmm. focusing on just ourselves and like really zoning out, like, yeah, yeah, tuning everything out around us. Cause I think the environment can also make you nervous. Cause I know I was looking at other people like, oh my God, they're so nervous. Like, I'm so nervous. Like, oh my God. Like, are they ahead of me or how's Yeah. Like, this is the scariest thing. Oh my God, that person's getting up again. Like, what are they doing? Like, you know, like, I shouldn't even be thinking about that. I should just be focusing on the test. On yourself. Am I okay? Yes. Keep going. Yes. So I think that's definitely the hardest part. It's that mental fortitude and just like the confidence. And I know that for us, at least, I think taking it once definitely now we have more confidence, I hope. Mm -hmm. Well, and to the unknown, I think that's another really hard part about it. You don't know what it's going to be like when it's your first time in you don't, you can't really visualize yourself sitting there taking the test because you don't know exactly what it's going to look like. So whenever you did, whenever we got there, I know I was kind of taken aback. And I think that that kind of added to my fear a little bit. So just want to add yeah, that I did here. not expect a room with like 500 people in it. No, me neither. Like, I don't know. I thought it was like when I took the I LSAT, I remember it was like, Right? It literally, like, when I took the LSAT, it was broken up into classrooms because it was, like, at a college campus. Yeah. It wasn't, like, in one big, you know, I don't know. Audit gym? I don't know what that – it was, like, a convention center. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Oh, oh, God. I mean, I genuinely look all the way across and see you. Like, that's how, like – I know. I'm just, like, I'm getting triggered. Okay. Let's (laughs) move on. Okay. Law schools with no grades slash ranking, yes or no? So I don't, it's kind of vague. So I'm wondering if they mean like a law school that doesn't have any grades and isn't ranked or they don't rank people maybe. So because that question. say that sounds so weird, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I know that there are some schools that like don't give anything lower than like a B, you know, but what if you're the person who asked this question? Follow up. Yeah, follow up, DM us, and we'll talk about it on our next episode. Yes. Alrighty. Next. How do you define a gunner and what do you think about them? <laughs> How do I define a gunner? How do we? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, it's the person who. They just have a certain aura about them. They definitely think that they have their shit together in the beginning of law school when no one has their shit together. I would say like an easy way to describe it would be like teacher's pet. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, like they're always maybe, you know, like maybe you get called on and like you don't know the answer and then they like butt in and like, you know. Oh, a professor. I know it. It's subject matter jurisdiction, and you're like, how the hell did you even know that? 
Yeah. And it's just like, shut up. Like, you know, like that's the vibe. That's the vibe. How do we feel about them? I think how we explained it just explained how we feel about them. I don't think we really need to go that much in depth because I think we could go. Yeah, because I think we could do like a whole episode on like our personal feelings about a lot of things. And like we would have to have a whole other podcast with anonymous names for that. So I just think overall don't be empathetic and sympathetic to your classmates and don't have the aura about you that you have your shit together and – you know, that you know everything because that just, one, isn't a good way to be. And two, is you're going to give off gunner energy. So next. All right. How did you navigate being in a serious relationship while in law school? Oh, my God. Still navigating. So, yeah. And I think there's two different situations because I dated another law student and you were yeah. dating someone that wasn't in the law. So mm-hmm. I think for you, like, there was probably more, like, not, you know, like, for me and John, we were in the same environment all the time. Like, he understood everything. Like, how was it for you, you know? So sometimes it's hard for me to, like, think back. But our first – okay, so we had been dating for two years before I went to law school. When your partner agrees and says, like, oh, yeah, like, I think that's great if you go to law school, no one really knows what to expect. So with all that being said, when I went my first year, it was crazy. And it was hard not having my best friend there to support me. But also I grew a lot. um, And our relationship grew a lot. Whenever he did move here, it was a whole other set of issues because – he works really hard, but as a law student, you also have to work really hard. And there's a part of me that wanted his help in, in, in life in chores and food and making dinner and doing all these different things. Um, that was really hard for me to communicate because he didn't understand where I was coming from. Like you said about how John understood, you know, he knew what maybe some of your, the stresses you felt, you know, Mm -hmm. but also it kept me really uh, cognizant of the fact that there is such a big world out there other than just the law and that in every profession, people can be workaholics. They can fail at drawing boundaries with their workplace. Uh, You can struggle with communication no matter what. And even now studying for the bar again, you know, we've had to work on our communication because I get so, I have such a short fuse because I feel so anxious about my time and everything that when, when your partner is not going through that, you have to be able to communicate that to them and not lose your shit. And I think there's so many times in law school that I just lost it because I was just such a short fuse. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm so grateful that he, you know, I don't want to say put up with it, but also was able to work with me through a lot of the hard times that I had in law school. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, 
Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, they say that if you go into a relationship in law school, like you either break up or you make it, you know, Um, because it's really hard um, unless you communicate with your partner and you have like a good boundaries and all that kind of stuff, you know, like if you don't put the work in, like it can be hard to navigate a serious relationship. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, but for you, you know, I mean, there's always that, (laughs) that joke about like, don't date law students, but so many, I mean, of all the people we've talked to, I feel like there are a lot of people who do get married to other lawyers. So, I mean, like you said, it is nice, but how is it now? You know, now that you guys are through law school and working, like, you know, you did do everything together, but now it's a little different. Um, I think now we have a super healthy relationship. Like we rare, I think the stress of law school could be a lot. Yeah. Um, also like studying for the bar is very stressful, but I think that we have kind of like failing it honestly made us grow a lot just like together I think, too. Yeah. Mentally yeah. and like all the stuff. Cause we had to like literally do it together and know yeah. that we have to like work hard together next time to like make sure that we can keep each other accountable. Like, cause that's all, you know, yeah, we're, we're the people that we have. And like, um, so I think since then it's been really nice to just know, like I, you have that one person that like understands what you're going through is going through the same thing. Literally like how likely is that we both are. Um, yeah. So it's been good. You, but you definitely feel that difference now. Like you said. Oh, for sure. Like we were yeah. definitely like in the stress of law school. I can tell you it was not In a lot perfect. of time together, you know? You in a lot of time, like sometimes, yeah. yeah. And so now yeah. like we, I am working all day and he's working all day and we're both doing things, you know, so it's mm-hmm. nice like when we get home, we can talk to each other and like just tell each other about our days and they're so different because we do yeah. such different things at work, literally. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> It's well, been I think overall the I think the answer to the question too is definitely 
law school is only three years. Because I think that what you just said really just solidified it for me was that you guys started dating at the beginning of law school. It was hard. Just like any relationship is going to be hard in law school because it is insanely hard. And then once you get out and you've grown (laughs) to this new person, that's why you either make it or break it, right? That it is, the grass is greener on the other side. So hang in there for whoever asked that question. Yes. So if you really want to be with this person, like it will work. You just both have to put in the effort. Totally agree. All right. Um, Work-life balance during law school. I mean, we kind of have said from the beginning, like, treat law school like a job mm-hmm. and then relax. You need to give yourself a break because it's mentally exhausting um, having to read hundreds of pages a day. Yeah. Um, it can be a lot. So give your body breaks. And, yeah. yeah, what do you think? I feel like this is a great opportunity to go ahead and start learning how to set up and enforce boundaries. Because guess what? They're boundaries with yourself, guys. Whenever it's time to go to sleep and you still want to study because you just feel like, because I know that there are all of us out there who are like, oh, I can just do a little more. Or or opposite, like, oh, I'm not going to. No, it's you have to have self-discipline. You have to have boundaries. You have to be able to say, I'm going to stop this or I'm going to start up this time. You have to be able to push through. And and that's a learning lesson. You're not going to get it right when you get there. You might mess up a few times and stay up till one in the morning and then you're exhausted the next day. And you're going to be like, why did I do that to myself? You know, those are the learning lessons that we learned in law school or waiting till the last minute or writing a memo when it takes you 10 days, you know, it, it doesn't always remain that way, you know? I totally agree. And if you start treating it like a job now, when you mm-hmm. do get into the real world, it'll be an easier transition. Amen. <laughs> Amen, guys. We are learning you from our mistakes right here, right now. Yeah. I mean, you guys, like, we are here to help your law school journey because you know we went through it not knowing shit um (laughs) we literally did not know anything I mean we didn't know if we were gonna make it past first semester and here we are we have our JDs so we clearly made it and uh yeah we're always letting you know the ways uh of not to do things and how to do things from our mistakes so think about it as these are personal yeah personal um opinions of course, always. None of this is legal advice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how does one manage being a new legal intern in a new office? Ooh. Okay. Whew. So first things first, you need to give yourself some time. Nothing's going to just magically be perfect and you're not going to understand dynamics, the way things operate, the way people operate, the ins and outs of the office in a day, a week, probably not even for a month. So you give yourself grace. If you're not working there full time, it's going to take longer. So also remember that. But I think when you first go, you just need to stay true to yourself, which is really hard because when you're a new lawyer, new attorney, new legal intern, law student, you're like, who am I? I don't even know who I am. Okay, well, this is the time to figure it out. If you 
think I want to be a hard worker and I want to be good at this within the practice or I want to go to court, then these are the times to start pushing forward that towards that and making sure that you, you know, have those things in your mind so that you can push your practice and, and your learning towards those things. Because again, it's, you're going to have to go in with attention, intention to have a, a good experience because if you sit there scared and not asking for work or, or, you know, whatever, then it, you're not really going to grow. I totally agree. And um, I would say that if you are new to the office, always lean on your paralegals. They know everything yeah. most of the time. So they are Big your friends. people. Yes. Yeah. Like besties. Um, yeah. They'll become your office mom, literally. Shout out Amy. Um, but really, yeah. uh, lean on them. They know everything. So that's a great starting point if you are scared to go to like the attorneys for stuff because I know at first I was definitely scared but also like don't be afraid like Haley said to go ask for work and really make an effort to get to know the people you're working with because you never know that might be your place of employment after graduation or those people might like say a good word for you to somebody else so like always have a friendly face um you know just be nice to everybody that's what I like to do always 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 and like Smith said be nice to support staff I know not every I mean my law firm doesn't have paralegals but I mean immediately I was you know talking with people in the office I you know, made besties with the admin and uh, other associates in the office that were a little older than me uh just to just because you have to you, I mean it's not you really learn quick that your work people are your work family. And there's a reason why it's your work wife and your work husband, because you spend so much time with them. So that's why we also stress, you know, getting to know the people that you are going to be working with when you're interviewing, because in this profession, guys, you're going to spend a lot of time with them. So, you know, in these first, when you first start, this is a good time to keep that in mind too. Exactly. All right. Next is how do you schedule for bar prep? Can you provide an example? I think right off the bat, um, if you can afford it, use a bar prep program. It'll schedule it out for you. Like Mm -hmm. that will give you a schedule. Um, Now, Haley, what would you say to somebody who is maybe just going to do like self-study? Like making, I, I just don't know what I would say, like scheduling it on my own. I don't know. I would say go buy Fuck the Bar, the book, right now, and oh, use that. It's your cheapest bar prep method um, because she tells you how to do it in there. I mean, again, if you're not using a program, it's going to take some serious self-discipline. That's why I strongly encourage, I know we both do, to use a program. But Fuck the Bar is going to be a really good help. It's gonna it's gonna point you in the right direction on how to learn the law, and you can do most of it at a minimal cost. I agree. That's a great one, and also there's a lot of free resources. So let's say you are trying to self study, DM us, and we will share a Google Drive that we have a bunch of stuff from 
that we've basically collected. Yeah, Yeah. trust me. We're like um, basically have been doing this for a year at this point, it seems like. So um, we're veterans. So let us know. We will help you out and try to give you some resources. Tips for pre-Thanksgiving break burnout. Oh, well, I remember when I was in 1L, <laughs> that was my first Thanksgiving. I didn't get to see my family. And luckily, Samantha's family was here, so I got to like have Thanksgiving with them. But uh, have Thanksgiving, guys. Like, Do not be alone. Do not sit in your house and study the whole time. Go do have something. Have something to look forward to. Yes, definitely. Because burnout, if you're burnout already, which I totally get it. I'm not, I just, I'm just visual. I'm just feeling it. You need to either go get a pedicure and manicure. You need to go for a walk. You need to have some delicious food or you need to do all three of these things. Okay. You need to do some things like this and you need to go have a day off and recharge your battery and whatever that looks like for you. If that's working out or going for a bike, I don't know. You guys know. You need to recharge your battery. Yes. Whatever it is. Yes. I totally agree. And just like I said, have something to look forward to, mm-hmm. whether it's literally like walk, going on a walk, hot girl walk. Whatever. Okay. Um, how big of a deal is it to fail a class my first semester one all year? Can I ever catch back up? So I think before we even answer this, like mm-hmm. the, the first one is yes. Number two, we have an episode with someone who went through a vi- – like we have two, several episodes actually with yeah. people who have had um, failing classes or really low grades. So we're going to link those below. and You guys can listen to those. Um, that will be way more helpful. Or if you want to search them too, Samantha Wolf, DJ Moore. I mean both of these people came back and vigorously came back with a vengeance and tenacity to become – great law students and intern DJ is going to graduate in May, but Samantha graduated and, and, and that's what matters. So yes, you can definitely come back from that. Okay. Last question. What is your current skincare routine? Oh my God. I love this. Like, it's like that joke, like no one asked, no one asked. What's your, <laughs> okay. So I've been washing my face with Pacifica. It's, uh, I think you can buy it at Target and a bunch of other places, but this it's one that gets off your makeup because now working full time wearing makeup, my skin is just like, you know, so I use that. Then I use a Kiehl's toner. It's like the Calandra one. I don't know. We'll link this stuff, right? I'll type it out because I don't know how to say it or spell it, but I use a Kiehl's toner. Then I use um, Ordinary. It's like an acne serum that I got at Ulta and it's, I can almost feel it like stinging the bad parts of my skin after I clean it. It's like so necessary. And then I use Kiehl's moisturizer. Um, I use like a hydro plumping serum. Sometimes I use retinol like every three to four days and, or, you know, not too much because I say not to use too much. And um, I love the midnight eye serum that like you know, for your under eyes. And I also really, really love the Kula Dew moisturizing SPF because it makes my skin look so shiny and soft and I don't even have to wear any makeup with it. So that's my current skincare routine. And I'm so happy you guys asked. What's yours, Sam? All right. Let's see. Um, I wash my face with the Kiehl's 
uh, cleanser. It's like the yeah. everyday cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, have been using that one for years. Probably never oh, yeah. gonna stop using it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I okay. So in the morning and night, I have two different routines. Not that different, but both nights I use both morning and night. I use the Kiehl's cleanser. In the morning, I will use a Tula brightening serum, mm-hmm. and then I use another Kiehl's plumping serum, mm-hmm. and then I use a Drunk Elephant argan oil, I believe, or something or like elephant. that. Yeah, yeah, it's like some oil, and it's amazing. And then, yeah, and then I use um, Ilia their skin like skin tint, which is like also like a serum, and that's like my foundation. So, and that's like also considered. Do you wear moisturizer in the morning? No, I just use oils. Use all that, and then put your Ilia on. Nice, 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 nice. Um, and then because I used to use the Kiehl's moisturizer, and I liked it, but then I noticed that if I just use the oils, it was just like I like less breaking out. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, no, totally. And then at night, I am very simple. I just wash my face with the Kiehl's again and then use the Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Serum. Mm, And then um, some Mighty Patches or some Mario Badescu Drying Lotion. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Easy peasy. I love that. Also, I love that knowing that you don't really use a moisturizer because your skin is soft and never looks dry. So it's so interesting how our skin is different you know what I mean like you just think about it like we both use a lot of the same products but it's true like you just so I love that someone asked us because it's just it's just another window into the differences of us ladies but also you know the fun parts I I love skincare and talking about skincare I need to like refill on my drunk elephant but my mom is coming into town for Thanksgiving. Hi, mom. Like, um, I'm like, do you want to go like, Black Friday shopping to um, <laughs> Ulta. Ulta or Sephora? Because yeah. we're going to be in Tulsa to wedding venue like walkthrough. So um, that should be fun. So Black Friday shopping, obviously. I'm going to go to Nordstrom like the whole bit. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, yeah. And uh, I was going to say the only reason I don't use the Kiehl's face wash anymore is because you have to buy it at certain places, you know? And so that's why I got that one at Target. And so either way. I will say. I I love Kiehl's though. Yes. And I will say that there's like a bundle that you can get of like an extra large Kiehl's face wash and like an Mm -hmm. extra large Kiehl's moisturizer that's like super cheap like it's a bundle um so if i find that i'll put it in our like to know like we'll make a little skincare one for you guys yeah let's do that let's definitely do that yeah and then we'll uh, put our link for that little page in the show notes so you can check it out because right now the holidays is definitely the time to buy skincare also we're gonna do some like um well i'm hoping if we have time because we are gonna be studying for the bar but i do want to do like a holiday gift list for you guys gift guide so you guys can like buy cute stuff and i'm just gonna like go ahead if anyone wants to buy me the bala play mat it's like this new yoga mat you can buy it for me i'll give you my address just dm me um i'll gladly <laughs> like, take any of the colors <laughs> so if you're if you're asking what i want for christmas that's what i want <laughs> you're like anyone anyone out there oh i love it i love it i love it yes let's do a gift guide and I just hope that you guys have a good holidays and a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and, and again, enjoy yourself. Try to find some 
things to do fun for yourself and and don't study too much seriously guys on on thursday on thanksgiving try to be use that as time for mental health time to look back reflect on what you're thankful for why you're happy to be here even though sometimes it's hard as hell and uh, the little things like skincare and going for walks or whatever it is do it claps for that All right, guys, we will chat. Oh, wait, we forgot to plug our stuff. Follow us on Instagram at Ladies Who Law School Podcasts. We're always posting on there. And if you have questions, that's the place to go. If you want to know more about our routines, ask away. Um, And then you can also find us on our website at ladieswholawschool.com. Yes. All right, guys, again, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.